You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Jesus Christ, I have a burnt lung. Paul, I think I got the black lung. But really, I was outside hitting a little joint ski. I'm going to 100% check my no lie. She just got a notification last evening that my ring battery was low. Mm-hmm. Did I go downstairs and charge her up? I didn't. I didn't. So I'm praying praying to God that my ring camera got me inhaling a hit of the J and marijuana flew to the back of my throat. I proceeded to gasp with no awk. You know, you know what that feels like when you just inhale like, hmm, if you don't smoke marijuana, let's try to, uh, a small part of a leaf or, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I don't know, a heavy dust particle, <laughs> a little, a chip, an Oreo crumb, a powdered donut. There we go. But then you're smoking. So the hot air in your lungs does something. I was trying to think of the phenomenon that was actually occurring as to why when you cough with smoke in your lungs, it burns and feels like you just kind of torched them for one second and then turned the torch off with like a, you know, burns linger. Anyways, that happened. I hope I can find that on video and get a gigs. If you're new here, we do talk about sex. We do. We're getting to it. We're getting to it. And I'm your host, Jordan. And around here, we talk all things marriage, committed relationships, sex, better sex. We talk about the shitty sex, the seasons, all of it, all of it with me. And today, today's hot top is going to be fingering. And I know, don't give me an eye roll because I even kind of roll my eyes. I'm like fingering like... I don't want a tampon. Like, give me something more. And like, you better put more than one finger, okay? We've had kids, and I do want that laser thing that tightens my pussy up. I would love... Please listen to the ads this episode because Jordan is on a mission to get a new vagina by the time she's 35. Not a new vagina, to clarify, but like, who doesn't want to feel like they're 18 on the tightness level? You know, like this is like about a tight, like the muscle. You shoot the muscles with some laser, it makes you just like a virgin again or something. This is what I've heard. I think you have to get more than one treatment. Watch all of my hater, my new, like and the next upcoming hater comment be like, and I heard she has a loose vagina because I just, this was very self-incriminating on myself. I asked my husband, I'm like, hey, like, let me get a new, vag- tighten this bad boy up since I had a baby. You know, it just doesn't feel like before a baby. And you can get the Ben Wobbles, the Kegels. Like, you can do the exercises and strengthen your pelvic floor for shirzies. But he was like, no, Jordan. You know, you ask me this every Tuesday at 6 p.m. And I say the same thing, that your vagina is fine just the way it is. So stop reading about all these lasers and think about dinner. So I think that's good because a part of me thinks if this thing was a flopping and a hanging and I wanted it, he'd be like, go, go get her sewn up, go get her sewn up. Pivoting back to fingering. This is, she got off track. Today, I'm going to help the men out. You may think like, oh, I've mastered this skill. I don't like, we don't only care about fingering, Jordan. Well, let's, let's talk about the underratedness of the fingies if done right. The hands are magical. They really, really are. Ladies, whether you're fingering yourself or it's your man learning how to touch you, I'm going to be enlightening the men on the vagina and just refreshing you. If this is a refresher for you, then maybe it'll inspire you to, you know, have some foreplay and show her what you learned or were reminded of instead of just shoving your dick in her like you do every Tuesday night. Speaking of Tuesday, guess what next Tuesday is? My birthday. Looking at a birthday, bitch. Three, three, double digits. Okay, I think that's lucky or some shit. I'll be completely honest. It's hard to look forward to birthdays now. You know, 40, right? You want it to be something really big and epic, but you also are like, I'm fucking 40. Like I'm fucking, I'm halfway through my fucking life, you know, about. 
And I just hope that I'm having sex my whole fucking life. You know, that's what I just don't want to not have. I want to travel the world. I want to see and eat all the things. And I want my vagina to experience all the joy as well. Mind, body, spirit, vagina. Step into the pussy power. Although birthdays do slightly depress me, they also slightly inspire me. Very bittersweet, very Libra scales of me. She's a Libra bitch. And boy, do I want to be intentional this year. I want to be like allotting my time for everything, not just like my marriage, my sex life, for everything, for this podcast, for my spiritual life, for my child, my children, etc. As a wife, as a mother, as Jordan, level up, being productive, not just getting stuck in autopilot. Even if it's small little shifts, it adds up and it feels good and you're getting more done. And I don't know, it's a personality type, I think. I think because I'm ADHD, I think just because of how I'm wired, who I am, I'm, I have to be a little more conscious and self-aware to like maximize my potential or I can get distracted. Does that make sense? Am I reaching the people that I need to be reaching? I encourage everybody, listen to podcasts, not just this one, this one definitely, 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 but listen to podcasts that increase your knowledge about things you care about or interested about, whether it's like this for sex or something about your finances or something about mindset and health and wellness or whatever you're interested in, even if it's hobby, stuff that is niche that maybe isn't for everybody, but it's for you and you enjoy it and expands your knowledge of this topic. One day... Maybe I'll share my story. No one really asks shit about me. So I have to like do what the people want. And my job is to talk about relationships and the things that we go through in them. And that is relatable. And we all, I know we're all different and we all have different sex lives, but talking about it, I mean, we don't get that opportunity to talk to other couples or hear from other couples. We just have this idea in our head of like, I wonder if this is good or if this is bad or because the neighbors say that they do it every day, like we're not doing it every day, is something wrong with us? Or those people, they they never have sex. Like, what does that mean? I think getting caught up in comparing your sex life with other people is, is not good. Don't do that. Don't do that. So that's why it's good to have this space or like a podcast to listen to where you can hear what people say and then another person's opinion of it and you either relate or you don't and you gain some insight. Comparing yourself directly to people you know, I mean, first of all, that can be uncomfortable, but say the girls get together or the guys are playing golf and sex gets brought up. Lots of people fucking lie. I just wanted to let you know that people lie. So don't go home and be like, damn, Todd said he's fucking his wife every fucking day right after. It's like, were you upset with the frequency of sex you were having before Todd told you he's railing Cindy every day? And let's talk to Cindy for a little bit. I think the worst is when the girl's like, because I don't know, guys. I'm not there at the guy talk. I don't know. But when I ask girls, and I think that's my problem. I'm probably too nosy. I just love hearing people's different experiences. And obviously I wouldn't ask this to a girl that I just met. You know what I mean? This isn't, this would be like a fucking friend I can talk to like a sister or maybe not. Maybe it's like the neighbor and I've hung out with her four times and I'm just being a nosy bitch. Anyways, I just wanted to put that out there and remind people don't ever get in your head, put yourself down or think that your marriage is in a bad place. If you didn't yourself, like you're not desiring more, he's not desiring more. Y'all are content. And maybe it's not about frequency. It's maybe it's about just doing it differently. Cause I think predictable sex that you're having a ton of. Say you're having sex every single day and it's right before you go to bed and it's missionary, then you roll over. Like, you know what I'm saying? This predictable routine. It doesn't matter how much sex you're having. Routine gets routine. Predictable is predictable and boring is boring. And when it becomes just for a physical release and you're now kind of like almost just getting each other off, if you're getting off girlfriend at all, with it that much and that routine, you know, if you know, you know, it's like, so what? You get to say you have sex every day? Like, do you, what would you rate your sex life on a scale of one to 10? Ask yourself that. And 
you could challenge yourself like with your spouse and write on a piece of paper and exchange. This could be uncomfortable, but this could also be eye-opening and create a space for a conversation. Not the marriage, which by the way, if you did the whole like let's rate our marriage, our marriage as a whole, it's shown that most of the time men have write a higher number than the women do. But yeah, interesting, interesting shit. So point in case is that frequency doesn't necessarily equal amazing sex life just because you're doing it all the time. When you have passion there and closeness and connection and intimacy, the sex is better. Like you feel, that's why we talk about Tantra on here because it's so intimate and creates this closeness and requires you to maybe get a little uncomfortable for a short while, but it's soothed with like love and acceptance and awareness. I 10 out of 10 recommend. If you haven't listened to the Tantric Date Night series, I highly recommend. Y'all have told me that y'all really loved that series, so I'm going to take another Tantra course and bring you that info. Best believe it. Okay, enough catching up and ramble jamble. Let's get this episode moving right along and diving into our Lala listener questions. It's time for your favorite part of the show, listener questions, where you can submit anything you fucking want, and I'm going to talk about it. You might gain some perspective, knowledge, mildly toxic advice, or extremely healthy advice. She's only human. Okay, hi, my husband and I have been together for 13 years, happily married for seven with two kids. My husband has been with a lot of women before me, and it's something that I've accepted a long time ago. Recently, we ran into someone that we both knew from our high school days. Upon seeing her, it came out that my husband dated her and they slept together multiple times. This was a million years ago, but for some reason, finding all of this out now has been earth shattering for me. I've become obsessed and I feel embarrassed that I faced this woman without knowing she had been with my husband. It's been months since I found out and while my retroactive jealousy has gotten a little better, it's still on my mind every single day. I've never cared about his past, but finding out about this girl that I happen to know has been like torture. Why do I feel this way? Will I ever shake it? Well, okay, so maybe the guys might not relate or maybe they do in the way of like I experience or I'm experiencing or I've experienced something like this in my relationship where either I or her felt some type of way about someone of the opposite sex that happens to be in and around their life in some way. And you know, it sucks. A lot of times it's work. And if we're just, you know, browsing statistics, a lot of affairs happen at the workplace. Did I just share that from an insecure place in me? I did. And this question wasn't about affairs in the workplace. So pivoting back, you seem self-aware that you are experiencing retroactive jealousy. So since you can pinpoint that this is a certain feeling Feelings are fleeting and you have more power that I'm sure you're giving yourself credit for or maybe that you even know that you have of this situation. So when you feel like you're getting worked up or you're spiraling with intrusive thoughts about this girl, snap, like like become self-aware about it and go, okay, I'm going to stop doing this shit because this does not feel good for one and it's not proactive in any way. I guarantee you some like action's going to come from it that you're going to later regret, whether it's just asking too many questions that weren't needed, it turning into a fight, yada, 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 yada. And then later you as the girl, you feel embarrassed and the guy could either feel like annoyed or accused, or if he's being a piece of shit, he could just be continuing to be a piece of shit. But for your situation, this is not something going on present day. You're not worried about a girl that he is having some sort of relationship with or is a peer or acquaintance in any way. This is a person from his past. So remember the facts and you get to see how your husband is. 
what kind of man he is. Do not give this woman any airtime in your marriage. So like that's something I'll hold on to, like the my pride or my ego. I don't even know if this comes from a healthy place, but I do not, like it hurts me to think that I could give this space and allow someone who hasn't affected my relationship in any way, it wasn't a part of this story, why would I let them be like a block between us? So remember what your relationship deserves, what you deserve, and that's not to sit and let this cripple you and keep you fucking tied up and tortured because it sucks. The feeling fucking sucks. And you can't be spending time, energy into letting this ick you. What is it that you're doing? Are you comparing yourself? You need to see the root. Like what is it that's really triggering for you? You know the answer. So ask yourself some whys. Like go down, keep asking, and why do I feel like that? Well, is it because I think X, Y, and Z or yada, 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 or does he wonder this, this, and this? Ask yourself these questions. Get vulnerable with yourself. Sometimes this sounds kooky maybe, but talking to yourself out loud, like have this conversation while you're driving, see what comes up and you might be surprised. You might have an aha moment and go, oh, okay. So now I can see where all this is completely fear-based. Don't waste any time being embarrassed. And like, who gives a fuck what, what she thinks she knows that you don't know? Because I'll just be tell you some shit. I live in a small town, okay? Or I guess just depending on who you ask. I'm from I'm from a really big city, so to me this is a small town. And my husband grew up here and in, in the surrounding area. He was in the military and he didn't, you know, he's back here now where he grew up essentially, not far from an hour from. And there have been many times, considering I met my husband in the workplace, yes, he was my boss's boss, the boss. The story's kind of hot. Maybe I'll tell it one day. But I was not the only girl that had seen his dick. And I wonder if he's going to be bothered that I'm sharing this information. But when I first met him, like we weren't exclusively seeing one another. And I knew that. And he knew that. And then once it was established that we were monogamous, like there were like Christmas parties and things I had to attend where there were, you know, I wasn't the only one in the room that's fucked him. And you just got to, you know, be a bad bitch. I did not let that. There was no way I'd be caught dead crying, moaning about some girl in that room and that girl having the satisfaction of knowing, well, I ruined their night. No way, even if it was eating me alive. Wait till you get home. Wait, <laughs> that, and that was the point I was getting to is if you need to talk, if it is eating you alive, time and a place and not coming at it from a place of like on the defense, which would be so fucking hard for me. Again, the ego, but I don't recommend it. Like be so raw and vulnerable and be like, you know what? I've got to tell you that I just feel kind of icky and shitty, almost stupid, that I didn't know because you've been around her and I didn't know in that type of way. Do you feel like that? If you were around a guy and you found out we fucked and you'd been around him before, would you kind of feel some type of way? Is it just me? Like, what do you think? I hope that doesn't lead into a fight. I hope he doesn't like not validate you whatsoever, but I don't think it would hurt. It might, it might be really worth it to share how you feel just so he can log it. Maybe he doesn't respond the exact way you want him to. So don't go in with a bunch of expectations. Go in with just the intention to put it on the table, to let it be known. So he has an opportunity, men, to affirm her, to reassure her, to build her back up. And if you have to be around that girl, best believe your hands should be on your girl. That's a moment where you can show, you know, extra appreciation for your girl because you're showing her, hey, I want to make sure everybody knows that you're my girl, baby. That is a nice, good thing. That is not she's being needy and this is like fake PDA. No, this is I see you. I hear you. I got your back. Ride or die. Imagine if it was vice versa. 
I know that I would want my man to feel confident. If I thought someone in the room made him feel less than, I'd want to do something about it. But yeah, girl, adopt the mindset. Fake it till you make it if you have to in this situation. And with time, I promise you, it will feel better. And if you have just this ick about this girl in general of like she could be a problem for you, then that's coming from a different source. And that's like you're feeling like you can't trust your husband. But from what your question, it sounds like you see that this is a you issue. So I encourage you to share, I encourage you to process and see, look inward as to where it's coming from and why you're doing this which don't feel bad. We all do it. We There's not one girl. If there's a girl that says she doesn't do this to herself, she hasn't, she's lying and going to hell and I don't want to be friends with her. So yeah, you, your homework is to go look in the mirror, say you're a bad, bad bitch. He picked you. He's the one who go, I need to put a ring on this one. This one's mine forever. Fuck the other girl. Okay. Fuck her. You're the freaky fam and we ride or die. He could have had her. He could have. He didn't want her. He wanted you. Just remember that. He wanted you. Moving on to our next question, which I think I'm going to need some of the men to help me out and follow up after this one and let me know if you've experienced this or if you know someone who has and what they can do about it for their penis. Okay. So I recently found your podcast and I've been binge listening to it. I love it. Thank you. Here's my question. Me and my husband are both in our early fifties, physically fit. He more than I and overall healthy. We have 16 year old triplets. Holy shit balls. We have become very sexually active recently for the past few months after several years of not. It is a long story. Won't get into it. Anyways, now we're having fun, rediscovering each other and trying new things. It's been fun. My husband achieves and maintains a fairly good erection 99% of the time when we're having either oral, anal, or vaginal sex. About 50% of the time, he does not ejaculate. No matter what we do, it doesn't always happen and I end up feeling bad for him. His erection just kind of goes off gradually without coming sometimes. He says it doesn't bother him because he still likes to feel what we do during what we do, but I'm kind of wondering what's behind this. Why can't he ejaculate all the time? Is that normal? I believe he watches a fair amount of porn on his own and we do together sometimes. Even when he watches porn sometimes, he really has to work at it to ejaculate. Could he be desensitized due to porn watching? or something else. I can't figure it out. He says it doesn't bother him, but I have a hard time believing that. Any ideas or thoughts? Okay, so first things first, when I read this question, I went over to the Googs, you know, and typed in to see what I could find. And I did see that like beyond being dehydrated may lower semen volume or low testosterone levels. I also saw there was a big, like, just with age, that that slows down, and that perceived ejaculate volume reduction, P-E-V-R, means you release less semen than you once did, and it is a common type of ejaculatory dysfunction in men. It can be a side effect of a medicine someone's taking. It can also be due to imbalanced hormones. There's just a lot of factors at play. But, okay, just because of that and there's justifications for the situation, we know it's something that might not be horrifying to you, you know, there's an answer. There's there's so much to explore for y'all to like have a journey going on that he kind of seems maybe resistant. Maybe it's uncomfortable for him. Maybe this makes him feel less than or not masculine. Maybe this is like emasculating for him. Just trying to give you perspective of maybe this is a difficult topic for him to be pecked at and you're trying to peel back the layers and find more. But men listening, I want you to know that your woman, your wife, if you've been married a long time, like we're your fucking best friends and we're just being solution oriented. And I know y'all love a solution to a problem. So even though it can be a little awkward, uncomfortable, maybe make you feel some type of way for the greater good, for the greater good of your dick or whatever it issue is, those are the times you need to, you know, just trust your woman and swallow, put your big boy pants on 
and let's get this convo done and you can go be that big, strong, amazing man you are. Everybody's human. Everybody gets older. We all have these like weird ass bodies that just, you know, sometimes they get a little squeaky, leaky, creaky, and we got to do some shit about it. So if there's an issue and your wife is bringing something up to you asking me the question, I think I would, if I were you, probably bring it up in a way where and make it about you, not him. Be like, I would love to find out what it pinpointed is because there are so, so, so many solutions. My girlfriend was venting to me about Johnny and happened to sell this story. And I was just blown away the whole time because in my head, I'm thinking about you and your you know, non ejaculating ass half the time. Don't say that. Be like, you not getting off that sitch. Maybe you don't word it like this. Find a sweet way, but make up a story about your friend telling you this story. This is the mildly toxic advice, but I'm trying to get you there. I'm trying to get everyone there comfortably. This isn't hurting anyone. This is helping. I'm helping the people. So you're going to say that you heard this story and you're like, oh my gosh, I got to go home and tell him this because we've had talked about this and it's no big deal. I know you say you enjoy it, but I can't help because I just want to please you so bad. And I think your pleasure is so important and to feel good and to come. And when you come, it's so sexy, baby. And I just would hate for you to experience less of that for something so silly that we could get nipped in the butt. That one, see, that one was much better. You could, you could start off with maybe, I don't know if this is like too, you know, ball and chain, but be like, hey, maybe slow down on the porn use, maybe cut back, maybe you don't watch porn for a month and let's see what that does to our sex life. Like, and if he can't not watch porn, then girl, we got a couple, you need to like send me a couple more listener questions because I need some follow up on that one. So this could evolve. This could fork off onto different paths. I'm viewing all my options. I'm being devil's advocate here. I got to see all the sides. I know it could be hard for you to believe one thing or the other. You know, your could be's, could he be's, maybe, right? Maybe to any of them. So I would, I just hope that y'all could find a space to be vulnerable in and to have honest conversations. And if this makes you feel insecure in any any way. I think sharing that, be, like start with an affirmation, building them up, then share your insecurity, like get vulnerable, show some skin emotionally and, and show your tits at the same time. I'm sure that would just soften the whole thing. And then hopefully he will open up to you. I don't think it's even past like bringing up at the doctor if the porn thing doesn't change anything. But changing little habits can make a really big difference. And if this is just, you know, he's getting older and his hormones, I'm curious as to does he still orgasm? Like does he climax and there's no semen coming out of his dick? Is it just ejaculation or is it just no climax? Like it just womp, womp, womps out. So... Tell me, I need to know. Please follow up with me. And yeah, best of luck. Have a conversation. Get on the internet like I did because you know your husband more and you know factors in his life. I would do a little research on the side and best of luck to you. Next and final question. Any advice for first time strip club visits? My husband has always wanted to go and I'm curious myself. For his birthday, I got a sitter, rented a hotel, and I'm taking him to the nicest one in town to fulfill this fantasy. I would love any advice. Love the show. I hope this was on September 10th that was submitted. I hope that they didn't already go. But if not, like maybe I'm giving someone else some advice, perspective, insight, whatever. My advice would be, well, you sound curious. You said you're curious. So y'all are both curious. You both signed up to do this. So have fun. I hope you're going into it with novelty. Now, what to expect is to be aroused. I don't know if you're attracted to women or not, but I mean, just it's kind of like an erotic, sexy atmosphere, especially if you're going to like a really nice one. And it makes you think of like cocaine and naked women and a martini, depending. <laughs> some 
strip clubs might make you think of someone cracked out in the corner and girls stealing from you. You know, to each their own. My advice would be to go in with boundaries of what's going to go on. Are you going to participate in any party favors? Are you going to, if a girl wants to give him or you a lap dance, are you going to do everything together and get these dances together? Or are you going to be okay with each other going and getting one solo? I probably, I would not, I would want to do that together with my husband because I know it's like an arousing hot thing and no, I mean, yeah, people have fucked. Like they say you can't fuck back there, but it does happen. It do- I know that for a fact and I don't have to tell the story, but I know you can all say, well, if you trust your partner and your partner's good to you and they won't let that happen, you know, you're going in and you're playing with a bunch of smoky fire wood. Okay. That's on fire. Everything's on fire. So if you're going in, be intentional about what you're there to do. Are you there to enjoy and get turned on and be in the atmosphere and enjoy the presence of beautiful women and watch them do their amazing talent on the pole, get horny and go back home and fuck each other? Are you there to explore and to make friends? Are you there to meet a lovely lady, to have a dance together as a couple and you experience a new fantasy together? So I think just going in, knowing what you're going to do, boundaries, what you're going to do if you feel uncomfortable about something and you didn't know you would. And maybe someone might think, oh, that's extreme or like, oh, you're thinking too much into it. Like just go and have fun. I think when you are mixing in, other people where there is going to be like you're walking in and it's new, beautiful, sexy people, like you're going to be intoxicated by the atmosphere. I think going in that with intention with your partner, there's nothing wrong with that. Anyone's going to judge you and go, oh, you're overthinking it. Fuck that. Fuck them. Whatever. They have their own marriage story about. You have your story about. So maybe you're like a super super chill girl, way chiller than me. And you're like, we just went and it was awesome. And there it was. So good for you. And I'd love to hear how it went if you already went. I know this is not something that's for every couple as it shouldn't be or shouldn't have to be. But if you are a couple that that is something you're both curious on doing. Ladies that are like, I have no desire to, but I'm sure my husband would, and maybe I should like gift him that. Maybe I'm not cool enough. No, don't do it. You're not cool with it. So if this is something you're curious about, and this sounds hot and fun and sexy to you, then there was a little mini blueprint for you. Also, do your homework on which one you're going to go to. I think that's worth doing for sure. It's time for the horny housewife ho-ho-ho tips. For the husbands, for the wives, pencil, paper, your iPhone, notepad, or just, you know, let me paint a little mental picture for you to store away so that you can diddle the skittle, you can be DJ Clit Clit. Man, I could have thought of one that was way cooler than DJ Clit Clit. But you can be a finger master god or goddess. Okay, we're going to talk about fingering, the art of fingering. Don't roll your eyes. I know we're not 15. I know we're not 14. I know we're not 17. We are old and we have so much more. We don't care about our fingers anymore. Well, maybe you should. There's a lot you can access with these fingies. Lots of holes and orifices that you can get to. And you're doing yourself just... uh, not any favors, you or your partners, by not getting to work with these handsies. And I get it, girls. We don't want some one finger sliding in like you're fucking playing with my tampon and I want to punch you in the fucking throat. We're talking aggressive. I've kind of got my hand on your throat like he does. He's got his hand around my throat, finger blasting me to outer space orgasm land. Okay, that's two different fingering situations here. So I'm going to paint some sexy pictures. But yeah, speaking of what I would like, recently my husband fingered me quite delightfully, so aggressively. And I was like, how did you do that so aggressively? But he wasn't hurting me. I wasn't like, have you ever been aggressively fingered? Yes, I know you all have. And you're like 
you, <laughs> sir, might slice my clit off with your nail over there, Wolfgang Puck on a cutting board. Chill. I'm worried about the speed at which your fingers and fingernails are coming and slicing and dicing. And it's scary. It's a scary situation. Or you're afraid they're going to slip. And then we're going to puncture a third hole in between my vagina and my butthole. That's not the speed and aggressive, rigorous fingering I'm discussing. But I am going to discuss some good, yummy, rigorous, vigorous fingering where there's control and intention and it will help achieve climax. Okay, we're being solution oriented here. G-spots, buttholes, clit, the shaft of the clit, the head of the clit, the urethra. Let's talk. So since I'm not an anatomy teacher, you can go on my stories, okay, today. If you're, if you're listening on a Monday, I'll go put like a little diagram of a pussy on my stories. So you can go check it out or just fucking Google image one. And type in these names and I'm sure something will pop up with an arrow or, you know, an explicit Pornhub link. Something will show you the vagina. And these regions that I'm mentioning that you're going to want to know about and give some love into. Let's start with the positioning of our body. We want to be comfortable, right? If I'm just going rogue here and talking about something I think is hot and steamy when getting aggressive fingering or steady, consistent fingering, okay, where I'm being penetrated by the fingers is when I'm literally free balling, going with my body like he's in me and I'm this machine. We're this machine. We are in sync. We are simpatico. I can't know what that word means, but it came out at the right time. We are in the motion of the ocean and I'm going, he's going. And if I turn over onto my stomach, his hand somehow fucking goes with it. And I can get up on my knees and kind of back up into the hands. Just go with the flow. And if men, you're fucking paying attention, this can work well. This can be very sexy for you to watch, actually. The point of this is saying that you can finger in an any position and you don't have to stay there. We can go into flow state of positions and you can keep up with the hand. Practice makes perfect. Let this evolve. Let it happen organically and naturally. But when it comes to positions, you could be lying down together. You can be between your partner's legs. This is the best position to be in as it gives you full access to the vulva for all sorts of fingering options. And for vigorous stimulation, it can be a good idea to move the side of your partner. This gives you more stability, gives you maximum leverage for your arm for intense stimulation. You could be in doggy style. That's a great position to push down on the G spot using your two pointer fingers or your partner on their knees. This is a great position for maximum stimulation of the G spot and for squirting orgasms. I will also make mention that lying down together is a difficult way to achieve a G-spot orgasm. So it's not going to be your easiest access to stimulating it in the way that would maximize pleasure. I think it's a great position to connect with your partner, give the vulva and the clit some love and attention, build up that anticipation, which we're going to get all more into. But if you are trying to achieve a G-spot orgasm, lying down together is probably not the one I'd recommend. We need to evolve past that. If you are fingering yourself and you are lying flat like a board, you are not going to be able to reach and stimulate your G-spot in the way that you would be able to and should, like it's going to change the game, where if you lifted your feet up, like feet up in the air, okay, like cradle back, baby girl, it, it will change the game. So go try it for yourself. And if you're doing this solo, it doesn't matter what you look like. It matters what feels good, right? And that's what's hot. Even with your partner, getting all caught up, like, does this look sexy? Does this look too, like, animalistic? He don't give a fuck. He wants you to be an animal, baby. Like, howl, howl, baby, howl. So in regards to the different types of orgasms that you can give from fingering and a little bit about technique, so clitoral, okay, the clit. There's a shaft of the clit that goes down, like, think of the 
clit is like this little penis and there's like you could rub along the sides almost like you're masturbating the clit with your fingers like two fingers down the side kind of jerking off the clit if you will rubbing the head of the clit like that end of it the ball of it the head money money but don't just stay there as a focus place there's so much more that you want to stimulate and pleasure and touch and lick and suck whatever You don't need to just stay laser focused on one area. You're going to want to be focused on the entirety of the vagine here, like the vulva going inside, rubbing her G-spot. If you want to know what the G-spot is, I'll tell you in a second. So hold on. If you know she's a girl that gets off by her clit being rubbed, don't just, I know you can and you want to just go for the clit, but I promise you she's going to thank you and love it and you're going to learn so much and go, yes, yes, winner, winner, chicken dinner if you build anticipation, okay? We build this up. We stimulate other spots, the G spot, the vulva. We go inside, you finger, you use your mouth, you lick, you rub up and down the shaft of the head. You can go back and forth with your hand. A try and true method, okay, focus on the shaft, hood of the clit, like I said. Maybe bringing your finger over the head of the clit and using pressure, go in circles or up and down. And ladies, don't hesitate to show. Show a man how you finger and touch and rub the clit and what you like. Don't just do what you see girls in porn, just patting the puss, which if you like to pat the puss, pat the puss. The whole palm of the hand, slap, slap. Some girls like a clit slap. They do. And I mean like slap down, not across, like not not slapping a little thing of meat, like we're spanking it almost, okay? You could use your fingers and thumb masturbating the clit, kind of like literally like a little like I said before. You can get your thumb around the anal region. So you've got some fingers on the clit, vulva region, and then you got a thumb in the butt. You could take your fingers, okay, together, and we could be going like big strokes across, like where wax on, wax off, but fast. Or we could do short little ones across like that, like like DJ, like, like that. And for any girls wincing, men, you know how important it is for her. Arousal is so important because she needs to be wet. You need to be spitting on it. There needs to be lube. No one's going to complain about too much while you're fingering and getting all up there with your fingers because especially around that urethra area, which I said, go get a little vagina map. That's a wonderful place to really play up in, okay? And when you see what it looks like, kind of like the cave of wonders or the meat flaps as some guys call them, okay? If you're stroking up in there with your thumb, whichever finger you like, if that was dry and you you don't have that well lubed up, it's painful. Like it's not enjoyable. So it completely changes the experience, experience when you're wet, when you're turned on, when we're using lube and we're doing it right, okay? And this spot that I'm talking about, the urethra, becomes engorged. It's very sensitive when it's stimulated and you're aroused. So don't miss out on this. If you're like, hmm, I wonder if I ever give it any love, go find out and go do it. If you're a good man, you're just eating it up like cobbler at this point. So let's get to the hyped up, well-known, famous G-spot. What is it? How do we get there? Oh, you said I couldn't be laying flat as a board. I'm not going to get there. So holy shit, tell me more. Tell me more. I want to paint a picture in your head. Okay, so this spot, G-spot, it's not really a spot. It's an area, okay? And it's textured and it's spongy-like. So let's let a toilet paper roll symbolize this spot that we're wanting to stimulate. When it is not aroused, when I'm not turned on, I'm not horny, when I'm not, you know, ready to go, it's like a toilet paper roll that barely has any toilet paper left on it, okay? Can't really reach up. It's not really like thick and fluffy. I can't get to it. If I start stimulating it like that, I don't have as much access to it actually. And it's just, it's more difficult. 
versus so it would be more difficult to get starting from there to get there and climax, have a G-spot orgasm. It would be better if I worked on the outside, was rubbing my clit, getting fingered, fingering myself, using a toy, whatever it may be, getting myself turned on, warmed up, what? And then the G-spot would now be like a full brand new toilet paper roll, really fluffy. I can easily feel it, bounce back, spongy texture, and I can now stimulate it and reach it and really go at it. And I'm pressing up with a come here motion with my fingers. And you can go a step further. So guys, if you're doing this to her, she's turned on, you can feel the spot, you're pushing up, you're come hithering it, you're massaging that spot, you can sandwich that G spot. And this is like the squirter key guys, G spot, stimulation, orgasm are powerful, no lie, orgasms. This is the orgasms guys want to give their girl. So that's why I said, take notes, put your hand on her lower abdomen, like the upper pussy part, kind of thinking across from like where your fingers are inside of her, which by the way, I can't leave it and say this, this was the most important part. How deep, like two knuckles, the spot, the area is only two to three inches long. So it's not very deep in and it's not very big. And for so many girls, I think a lot of girls will agree and go, yes, the stomach pressure. I don't even know. That's why I liked it. But yeah, you're basically sandwiching, like sandwiching this swollen, engorged, aroused spot is now getting pressure from both ends. Chef's kiss. And maybe you're a girl who likes, let's allows once the fingers to go beyond G-spot clit and you're up for the asshole for a taken. And maybe you don't want entry. Maybe you like a butthole tapping, okay? There are so many, maybe just stroking, rubbing around the asshole. It can start there and be so pleasurable. You get to you know, make a boundary of when you want to draw the line and then when you want to push the line. No one's judging you. It's between you and your partner. So one girl is like, put three fingers in my ass. Another isn't. And it doesn't matter as long as you're both having fun and you're getting off. I, of course, encourage the men to speak up with the women too of how they can bring their fingers into play. If that is what you wish, if that's something you're like, oh, that feels really good. I love the fingers grazing my balls, going around my asshole a little bit. Ain't no shame up in that game. You deserve this pleasure with your spouse. And if you're still wondering or inquiring more about technique and you're like, well, how do I do this? Understanding and knowing the vagina is the most important part. So just knowing your wife's pussy, sometimes there have been times where I have felt like, Okay, this feels like a gynecologist appointment. This feels like Derek is really examining my pussy. And sometimes he is like looking at it and and I'm getting about to get really graphic and I just pulled back for a second. But what he's doing is artwork, okay? It's it's a maze balls. And it's because he knows the vagina. He knows where he's going. He's intentional about his destinations. And we, you know, we give a round of applause to men like that who know the spot. And sometimes they get angry and I'm like, you must have had a lot, a lot, a lot of practice because that was the only way I could attribute the skill level in regards to this. But maybe not. Maybe it's just a natural. Oh, I totally forgot. I wanted to mention aggressive, rigorous fingering. That was a topic I wanted to cover when we graduate from, which I encourage you, like go slow, mix up foreplay, get your hands and fingers involved, mix it up from the routine. If that's what you're doing anyways to start off sex, but it's just so like she could literally know exactly what's going to happen. Let's remix the playlist here. And I know you have your dick and I know you like to use your dick. But let's take a moment to like watch your woman enjoy pleasure and you be this source of pleasure. That's not her dildo, but you're going to use your hand like it is her dildo and you're going to watch her kind of like the little going in the flow state. Like I was talking about aggressive, 
fingering. The best stance for this would be kind of like, you know, when you go on one knee to propose. So let's say you're on the bed. She is laying down, but she's kind of like has two pillows behind her back. So you can kind of get in there and she's not just flat back. Her legs are bent. You're in proposed position and you've got one hand maybe on her lower stomach, right on that perfect upper pussy area. So if you want to really get in there, that's where I suggest your hand be. Or it can be on her boobs. You can like push down on her. Don't put all your weight on her and kill her. But like you get if she's into choking, there you go. Go daddy, go. So be in communication on the same page and have fun. And then you've got your arm. So in this proposed position, in this proposed position, your arm has maximum movement radius reachability. Okay. I don't know what I just said, but you've got, you've got the space to do work, baby. And you can get up in there and you just have access and you're able to maintain control. How do I know this? Because I took it from a educated course. I didn't make this up. And you are able to really get in there in this position and in your stance, your weight is balanced and she can just buck wild. You can buck wild and enjoy, enjoy the view, enjoy being the giver and watch her be a beautiful receiver and ladies receive it, receive it. And don't be afraid to communicate if something is hurting or too aggressive, or you want them to slow down, like you want the pace to slow down, or the pressure to slow down, etc. This is something you're going to practice, that you're going to get better at, that's going to be sexy, and it feels fucking good, and you don't want to be a guy that doesn't know how to finger his girl, and maybe this is going to encourage women to go on a fingering journey alone, and I suggest, if you're a big freak, you can maybe like video it and send it to your husband. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe you don't want that in the cloud. Maybe you'll just show him in person. You'll have like a little mutual masturbation sesh and he can watch what you are now doing to your pussy and go, wow, okay, let me try to do it like that. So I hope you're encouraged, you're inspired, and you're horny. And if you happen to have any questions for me, go to my website, thehornyhousewifepodcast.com. There's an Ask Anonymous forum or you can go to my Instagram at underscore the horny housewife podcast, slide in the DMs, like and engage with my reels, share with a friend, write a nice review, yada, 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 give a girl a job to keep. Thank you. I love you. You mean the whole wide world to me. Listen to the archive if you haven't. There's a lot of good shit and more good shit to come. See you next week, you little freaky mommies and daddies.